Hey, Costa, what do you get if you put a duck in a cement mixer? Quacks in the pavement! What is up, everybody? <laughs> it is the season finale, episode 52 of the MTG Untapped podcast. I am your host, I am the Micah, and joining me as always, he is my friend and yours, he is Costa. How are you? Uh, quack, 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 quack. Doing great. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's get into uh let's get the season finale going uh phase in uh real quick shout out to the georgia bulldogs for overcoming the alabama crimson tide last night we're recording this on tuesday because costa is about to go out of town so the previous night was the College Football National Championship game between Georgia and Alabama, in which Georgia came out victorious. So, congrats to them. By the way, that accent was a little too Lamatry, I think, for Georgia. What you want is a Savannah accent, which is more like <laughs> molasses pouring out of your mouth. Uh, um, yes. Exactly. A joke that Trey will get. Uh, all right. And then let's. That's all the college football talk you're getting this week. Let's move on to something much more exciting. And that is the book of Boba Fett. We haven't talked about it yet. We are now two episodes in. It's actually quite the controversial, the quack-traversial, controversial show, apparently, at the moment. A lot of people weren't really enjoying it in term, uh, the first episode. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fine. But uh, the much longer, and in my opinion, much superior episode two really got the people approving of the direction of this show. Uh, I've yet to hear what you thought of it though. Yeah, I think it's absolutely terrific. Episode one, I think was even stronger than the Mandalorian. Granted, the, <clears throat> I can't remember. Do we see Grogu's face yeah. at the end of, we it's did see a, his face. It's the, the show. And like you see Grogu and then the mm-hmm. droid puts his gun on him. And then you just hear the blaster bolt. But then it shows that the droid that he shot the droid and then he picked up or got baby Yoda. And- okay. Cause the last thing that I remember is seeing his little hand reaching out of the, the pod. So anyways, so you see Grogu and, and I guess that one instance of the show like holds a lot of weight, but uh, yeah, the, I think just the first episode alone, just highlighting how Boba Fett, you know, lives through the Sarlacc and, um, just spoilers. <laughs> well, I mean, if you've seen the Mandalorian, uh, then you already know that uh, he survived the uh, Sarlacc. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess, but spoilers, I guess. Um, so, anyway, so it shows you that, and then, um, yeah, just the overall direction. I think it's, I think it's great. I actually really like, as far as I can tell right now, that uh, Boba Fett's not an, is no longer a villain. Um, he's, I think, maybe like equivalent to like an antihero possibly um, just because of his direction on what he wants to do uh, with the, I guess the title of the, how do you pronounce it? Or what do they call him? The Daimo? Daimyo. Daimyo. Yeah. So the crime Lord of Tatooine. Yeah. And the second episode is really good. What, what day does it release on? It's going to be coming out tomorrow morning when we're recording two mornings ago, whenever you're listening. Gotcha. So every uh, Wednesday. So it's on Wednesdays. Uh, did you spot the continuity error in uh, episode one? Uh, the only thing I can think of, and I was kind of thinking on this, but I, I don't know if it's correct or not, is like the age of Boba Fett. 
of like so he's in the Sarlacc and then it's like a week after and he's with the Tuscan Raiders, but I could be wrong there. I, I don't know. Not the age, but like just that transpiration. That is not the continu- <clears throat> continuity error is like, how did that stormtrooper get there? Hmm. Uh, Cause and that's had to have been there for quite a while, which cause they did say the Sarlacc digests very slowly. Yeah, there were no storm stormtroopers on a uh, Jabba's uh, barge. Uh, right during return of the jedi so did he during episode four did he get there in which case what's the difference between episode six and episode four is it like three years well that, and, and that's yeah well again going like you said like the sarlacc i think it takes years for them to digest so i mean it, all that oxygen or whatever is still there well i mean the mask wasn't lifted up i mean you know and that and that trooper could have been just scouring the lands and randomly fell in the pit i mean i don't think it's that big of a deal oh it's not it's it's it should, it should in no way quote unquote ruin the show mm-hmm. uh but i just thought it was amusing because I, I i didn't think about that until someone pointed it out to me but uh i really enjoyed it uh the whole like tuscan thing i think i feel like i have an idea of where it's going but i would not be surprised if they do the whole swindly swoo and pivot from where people are expecting considering uh like where he is in that quote unquote current day mm-hmm. like five years after uh, jedi during the time of the mandoverse and then like his flashbacks to like when he was fresh out the sarlacc i feel like they, they're giving you a general idea of what's going to happen but i wouldn't be surprised if they actually pivot and don't actually do that well let, let me ask you this okay so so the Mandalorian is taking five year or place five years after Return of the Jedi. It's five years after the destruction of the Death Star. Okay, the so that's the thing that I don't understand is like how long is he in the desert for? Then I think they they imply that he was uh, on Tatooine from whenever he took Han to Jabba mm-hmm. to uh, up until the point whenever. Um, well, because you don't even see him because you see him at the end of the season premiere of episode of season two of Mandalorian at the mm-hmm. very end. Uh, um, yeah. Cause you see, you see his feet and then you see him walk away. Cause the whole point is that like that dude has my armor now. Right. And so then, um, he walks away and you don't see him again. until so he already, he has the slave one and they go up to the, Oh, the name of the planet where they, it takes baby Yoda. And then the, yeah, whatever. So you don't seem to see that. So that's another question is like, all right, does he just remember where he parked the slave one? Uh, however many years ago that would be. When does he go get it? We m- we might see all that in the show. We probably will. Yeah, I hope so. Because uh, right now it seems a little too condensed, or like the timing of it. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they'll they'll wrap that all up. I mean. Let's see. If they've created an entire Marvel universe and have just intertwined things, I'm sure they'll they'll wrap this up. Um, let me ask you this: What what direction do you think it's going in? Then, because not a spoiler, it's just your theory. Or for the other rest of the spoilers for episode two, I guess is like the fact that the so he's claimed Jabba's throne, but then Jabba's cousins came in, the twins, mm-hmm. and they said, "No, nah, no, nah, we're here," and they got the really dope looking black Wookiee with them. Mm-hmm. Black Kerstanton, I believe its name is. is uh, apparently, he's a big character in the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like another bounty hunter. He's like a Wookiee that got kicked off Kashyyyk. He has like metal implanted in his hands or whatever. But I think they're going to end up being like the hunts are going to come back or whatever. 
and they're gonna be like, we have all these men. You get you have two pig people and a hot Asian lady with you, and um, and then he's gonna be like, or whatever the noise they make, and then like the Tuscan Raiders are gonna like come and back him up because all okay. things like he's like he became a part of their tribe, right? In episode two, um, he got he made his gaffy stick. Well, so I think that's the direction they're going. But I wouldn't be surprised with like they like pivot from that in some some way. Mm-hmm. Although I feel like it's almost, I feel like it's a fairly simple prediction to make right at, the, at this point, two episodes in. However, uh, I don't want to get too in depth in this because we're already quite a few minutes in. However, episode six of the series was uh, written by Dave Filoni. He was the one who ran all their animated projects. He's the one that's basically co do uh, him and John Favreau. Favreau wrote the other six episodes. So one through five and then seven, but they're the ones that are like, they're the Kevin Feige's of the Disney plus star Wars shows universe. <clears throat> so they're like, mate, they're like, all right, what shows are we going to do? Although I think Obi-Wan is like, it's going to be its own thing. Cause everyone wants, that's what, like I mentioned last week, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to most this year. Right. But like for like everything in like the Mandoverse, is like that right, we're playing this out and everyone's saying like the Thanos of this whole thing is going to be Thrawn because they set that up in Mando season two. Gotcha. And so they're saying that that might tie in in episode six of this season. So in which case I wonder if we're going to get like two separate arcs where it's like the first like four or so episodes are going to be like him on Tatooine establishing himself and then something else is going to happen. So basically because we uh, especially if the episodes are as long as episode two, then um, we're going to get a there's enough room there for basically doing like two like quote unquote Boba Fett movies almost. So we're going to get a and then a convergence at the end of it then. Something. I'm about it. I'm about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I really enjoyed Book of Boba. Some people criticized it saying it was like uh, Boba's not cool enough or whatever because like he should have done more. I don't know. I think that would have made him too cheesy though. If you just made like, it's actually kind of funny to me that they keened in on Boba Fett, but I also know how just popular this guy is. I mean, you look at the toys and stuff, they sell the highest um, like units at the highest prices. Like when you look at eBay and stuff like that, like Boba Fett just found popularity back in the eighties and like basically kept up with it. Right. So um, I actually think it's a great way for it to be like less cheesy of him being just like an ultra, like, super awesome dude than just you know how he is right a very more humble establishing a culture kind of thing of course i like this because you know i'm going into healthcare administration and we're talking about leadership and i you know i don't see myself like boba fett or anything but I, I'm, <laughs> definitely all, I'm, I'm definitely all about the culture you know what i mean so you're gonna go up to the doctors and say if you want to take my position you're gonna have to kill me yes um, or pay um, me one of the two <laughs> <laughs> all right it's really I'm really enjoying it. I'm looking forward to episode three in the morning, but okay. Then that will do it for this week's phase in. Now let's untap where we talk about magic that we played over the past week. And I'm going to be honest. I played more like mono green aggro, whatever and standard in order to do my dailies. Uh, so I don't really have a lot of exciting stories to tell, but you've been jamming, jamming some arena cube. Haven't you? Um, and I've, this is my cup of tea for sure. I love 
uh, I love cubes. I think we've established that already. And um, <clears throat> Arena Cube does a great job of, um, I think how Numot best describes it. Uh, Numot the Nummy, if you haven't seen him, I think I brought him up too. Um, it's very interactive. So this cube is very interactive versus like something like a vintage cube where it's really just about like trying to pop off. Um, you'll have some interactive games, but it's like someone has a force of will, um, you know, and you have a little bit of a counter war, but this is full on interactive um, sequencing and plays are uh, really huge <clears throat> and knowing your deck. So uh, I love, <laughs> funny enough, I love blue just as much as uh, Newmont does. And um, after watching some of his um, streams, I did actually, I'm really glad I watched it because kind of like Micah, not really big into the arena uh, only cards, However, Discover the Formula is pretty sweet, and I'm trying to get Micah into loving this card. He still hates it, but uh, <clears throat> trying to get him to love it because the card is draw three non-land cards, and it reduces all cards in your hand by one in at instant speed for four blue-blue. It doesn't seem that great on the surface, but when you combo it with things like Scholar of the Lost Trove, it's um, it's pretty dumb, or just recurring it with Mizzix Mastery. I mean, there's just so many things, which, by the way, I love those cards, so the fact that they put them in the cube is really awesome. <clears throat> Currently, I'm working on a, uh, Is It Draft right now, so I have, funny enough, all the cards I just mentioned in the deck, um, including a very unsung hero, uh, Burn Down the House, that card does a lot of work it's extremely flexible um i had a game in the very first game where i pretty much thought i was done um my opponent had like young peasy with three elementals on the board bone crusher giants uh he had a, a chandra at like three or four loyalty and uh the inferno one the it's like two red red and like deals two damage it's basically like the jason mind sculptor uh chandra and like something else on the board, I don't remember what it was. And uh, top deck this, kill the board. Next step, uh, top deck, uh, I think it was Mizzix. It was Mizzix Mastery, that's right. And then uh, went off again. Uh, and by the way, when you play Burn Down the House, it does have the three devils, which have haste, which is extremely relevant on top of them dying and dealing damage. So um, as you can tell, I really love those cards um but <clears throat> has other goodies too i ran this really interesting um gruel deck i sent micah too it was just like a, kind of like a hodgepodge of cards but surprisingly it came together pretty well um it had uh I'm trying to find the list now but it had uh a card that i actually really like to play um it's um man the console sky sovereign i think is the name the Sky Sovereign Console's flagship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that that card, I don't know why I love playing it with it so much, but I really do. Um, I think the fact that it's just like a five mana deal three damage is like <clears throat> already good enough for me, um, to be honest, because there was things like Meteorite, which was like five mana deal two damage, and it was a mana rock. But then you get to crew it, and it keeps doing that same ability again where it can hit three damage to a creature or a planeswalker. And it's a six-sided flyer. So between that and then just having like a bunch of like really good um, red and green cards. In fact, I sent him one game state where it was like I had three planeswalkers out on the board. Um, so I had uh, Domri of the Anarch, Bolas, whatever. Uh, the little Chandra, that's three mana, makes one ones. I had the 
uh, Mind Sculptor, Chandra. I had Flagshaga out there. I had Holana. And it's, and plus, like, the Domri pumps the team. So every time I was making those two ones, they also – or they were one ones, but then they became two ones. Um, it was just nuts. Um, and so you can just do so many things. That's the other thing with this Arena Cube is you get to decide – there's not – there are signals to be read. So I noticed like early on in my draw for the, is it deck that someone else was in red, blue because the red, blue lands were going um, and they weren't taking the other lands, So they weren't trying to do like a Golos thing um, yet. I was still in the deck that I wanted to be in because I got the cards that I wanted and there's just so much power level. There's a high power level in this draft. So it's really nice to basically be able to draft whatever you want and not feel like you're getting cut off. Um, <clears throat> so I highly recommend it. Again, this isn't an easy, this really isn't an easy draft. It's not, it's, you know, if you're a beginning beginner drafter, um, I would uh, basically say maybe watch some streams of new mod or his YouTube channel. Uh, one second. Excuse me. Um, and um, get familiar with it. Get familiar with how the drafts look and then how the games look. So you better understand what you're doing. Um, going into this because if you can if you're going in blind it's a little difficult like I, I before i watched him i did a couple of arena drafts and i ended up with like three wins or whatever which is fine um but i was noticing i was like man i have such a powerful deck why am i not doing better and then it just dawned on me it's like yeah everyone's doing a powerful thing so you gotta kind of figure out what that lane is or how to better get to your lane so but yeah, that uh, sums up a little bit of the Arena Cube. Um, hopefully, I will get a stream up. I'm be honest, I'm not. I'm okay with uh, podcasting, but uh, visual live interaction is a little different. So I tend to punt a lot more. Um, but I can't believe my... you attacked Moldra, but that was so funny. I know. I was just like, because I, I what, is, what happened? I thought I cast something to kill something else or whatever. Yeah, so bad. Right. It was so funny. It's like, all right, here's the line where we can like stay alive. Okay, attack. We die. <laughs> it was very amusing. All right, that will do it for this week's untap step. So now we will get into this week's main topic, and this week's main topic is going to be brewing an EDH deck. So what we're going to do first is we'll each go through our process for how we make an EDH deck, and then what we're going to do is Coast is going to help me brew my Cody the vociferous codex um, EDH deck uh, and we'll be doing that after we go through our own uh, processes so you want to go first or do you want me to go first go and lead us off all right so the very first thing I do whenever I'm brewing an EDH deck is I first text my idea for the deck to Costa to let him inform me whether or not the idea is just dumb. Uh, and if it gets his uh, approval or if I just makes me giggle so much, I don't really care what he says. Then I go forward. And the first thing I do is, uh, I'll go through all the cards I own, which, uh, comparatively speaking, isn't that many. It's quite a few, but it isn't compared to some other people. I know it's a very modest collection, but I'll go through all the cards I own and it's either if they're on theme or uh, on gimmick, then I'll just pull them aside and put them on a stack and whatever. And then also find like the staples like soul ring and like command tower, that kind of thing. 
or so, and then or like if the cards have any kind of remote synergy, like when I made a tolly, it's like all right, every card that can give a tolly haste, every card that helps me ramp to a tolly, uh, and any card that does like extra combat stuff, I just start pulling all those to the side, and then after I do that, I'll start looking, going through, then I'll go on to like EDH Rec, which is a very handy uh, website if you're building a edh deck uh and i'll look up the commander i'm thinking about building or sometimes they even have it where you can look up by like the style of deck you want to build and you can see uh different cards people are putting in these to be the high synergy cards and i'll see you go through and see if i own any of those and i just miss them um you'll probably bump that one up to uh first but i like going through my collection just, just like swiping through all my cards um and then once I have this giant pile of cards, then I'll just start. All right, that's actually not quite good enough. Whatever that one, the cards not just strong and like going through all that. And then hopefully by then I get down to a hundred. Uh, and then uh, I'll try and trim things down until I get like a rough draft version. And then hopefully sometime someone uh, we get to play a game and then I play a game with it and then see what cards feel good, what cards feel bad, and then cut cards and then change different ones or whatever. And then also like do like test hands and see like, all right, what cards just like, it's not the same as like playing a game, but you can get a general idea of like, if you see a card in your opener and you're like, all right, what do I got to do to actually get value out of this? And if the question's like basically almost never, it's like, all right, I can probably cut this card for something else. But that's my general process for making an EDH deck. What about you, my man? Yeah, so first of all, like picking the commander is it's always like different from commander to commander. Sometimes it's like I'll get into the hype of the the new set, so then I'll want to make like the commander that fits that theme, or there'll be a commander trending, or I'll just happen to stumble upon one. So picking commander is always just kind of on a whim. Um, <clears throat> so once I've established the commander that I want to pick, then immediately um i'll go to edh rec um like you stated and i'll just start looking at cards that are in the deck because it kind of gives me an idea of uh, a better idea of what the what the commander's trying to do um and like you said sometimes there's different variants of the deck and so maybe i want to you know take a deck and and make it different in a different version whatever um so then after that um as i'm coming through edh rec um first thing i like to start off with is the mana rocks um i've gotten really big into proxying now and so i'll just print <laughs> i'll make sure that i print a mana crypt if it's a commander that doesn't have you know if it's not like niv mizzet right where it's you know red 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 blue, 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 you know whatever um <clears throat> i just feel like all the decks um uh, at this point kind of need mana crypt that card um <clears throat> I didn't agree with Jason at first, but then I just realized like, yeah, it actually makes, it makes commander a lot smoother, I guess, um, which is more fun for me um, because you're casting your commander quicker or you're doing the things you want to do with your commander. And after all, it's like the point of playing commander, I feel like is, is really trying to play out your commander. Um, so once I found the mana rocks, um, you know, green is a little more specific it won't just be mana rocks in fact a lot of times it'll be mana ramp so then i'm looking through make sure i have like you know kodami's uh reach um cultivate three visits all that stuff right 
so after that, um, yeah, and then I kind of looked through the list um, again, and I'm basically coming over either cards that I have or cards that are similar, um, which I have a pretty good idea of what's in my collection, despite having a ton of cards. Um, I have a pretty big co- uh, collection, I feel like, um, enough to make a lot of commander decks. Um, so like I said, I'll either have that card or I'll have something like it, and then um Again, because my collection's pretty organized, I you know start pulling the stuff out, um, and then so now we have like the beef of the deck, and then after that, then I kind of comb through it one more time um, to see if there's anything. So like, even though I've established on how the deck is going to run or what I want it to do, maybe I want to take it just a little bit different take on it. So then I'll go right back through the deck. Um, and look through my collection again just to see, okay, you know what? This, you know, like EDHREC says, like, I need to have, I don't know, um, Terror of the Peaks in my dragon deck. This is actually a bad example because I think Terror of the Peaks is like literally what you actually have to have in, in the dragon deck. But, anyways, <clears throat> let's just say it's Terror of the Peaks. So I'm like, hmm, you know what? There's a better card. So, uh, you know what? I want the, the Maw Dragon, whatever it is. It's like when it, attacks it deals like four damage or something and three damage to someone else whatever <clears throat> so anyways um so yeah then i just try to look for my own little twist on the deck um and then yeah i usually call up micah and say hey i'm ready to, <laughs> to jam some commander let's play um but <clears throat> beyond that um that's kind of like i guess a very generalized way of looking at it what i also want to make sure that i have is plenty of interaction and I know people like on Command Zone, um, like, um, oh God, I'm forgetting their names right now, but uh, Quiley and um, what's the other guy's name? Jimmy? Jimmy. Jimmy Wong, yeah. You know, they're always like, yeah, you got to make sure you have board wipes and this and that. <clears throat> I tend to agree. I feel like like most decks need to have it, but um, I actually really just care more about interaction. And even if it's not a board wipe interaction or a counter spell or spot removal, I just need to f- find a way to interact with the board because I'm not as big on pass go um in commander <clears throat> like even my dragon deck that's probably like one of the few decks where it's more pass go but i still have interaction i still have things like whirly tutor um i have i think i have like ojadai's command in there i have things in there that were i'm not just doing that kind of mode of gameplay because <clears throat> if you're just sitting there and your opponent looks like board wipes or something and you have to restart you're basically not doing anything again for a whole four turn cycle or whatever. So, um, and then what else is goes in my commander decks kind of established that mana rock is, or that mana crypt is like the new thing interaction ramp. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like a solid piece, um, of, of how I look at my commander decks and how I build them. Wow. Your answer was much better than mine. (laughs) Well, all right, let's get into brewing. Cody Vociferous Codex. Now, this is going to be a deck for me. So, naturally, it's going to have a gimmick. So, Cody, for those of you who don't know, it's a three mana legendary artifact creature construct. It's a one four. It says you can't cast permanent spells. So, no creatures, no planeswalkers, enchantments, artifacts, other ones. Can't cast them. Then it has the activate ability for four and tap. You add Wooburg to your mana pool. So white, blue, black, red, green. And when you cast your next spell this turn, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile an instant or sorcery card with lesser mana value. 
Until end of turn, you may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Put each other card exiled this way on the bottom of your library in a random order. So, the gimmick of this deck is it is going to be entirely instants and sorceries. I thought about throwing a double vision in there. So it's a five man enchantment that copies the first instant sorcery spell just because I was going through the pile. I was like, oh, this card synergizes. I'll throw in. But I was like, no, I want to go full on into the gimmick. Ooh. Well, and this so- hurts me quite a bit because <laughs> 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 only because originally when we talked about it, I um, I remember you talking about making it where it creates creatures, right? Like that was yeah, like. Uh, well, that was the thing is I, so I pulled a bunch of like all my uh, instants and sorceries that make uh, creatures. And so, so which ones were you thinking? Because I, I already cut quite a few of those. Well, like some of like dragon fodder. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, and I and actually um, this ju- and so I just talked about my process, but sometimes this happens too. And after just playing my the arena cube, there's a card that I think is absolutely perfect for that build where you don't have to play dragon fodder. Uh, you just play your regular spells, and that's shark typhoon. I think fits this deck. Oh yeah. And there's also the uh, oh there's that card that we talked about from. Um, actually own one it's a creature that ha- makes the uh like not a flying creature but makes the xx it was in the uh adrix and nev precon oh i think i pulled it and put it in my lier deck as he's yeah, rummaging through his decks <laughs> I'm grabbing the deck to see if i actually have a copy of that so yeah originally i thought about that i was like do i put like anointed procession in here because i own one of those and I was like, I kind of want to just go full on with the gimmick. Okay. And so, um, I feel like you did uh, made a smart point, and I think uh, should do the uh, mana base first. As I just keep scrolling through all my cards to see if it's still in this deck. So that means there's not even. Mana. Does that mean there's not even mana rocks in the deck then? Yeah. Wow. So <clears throat> I think that's a really good place for us. Oh, like Tauren, that would have been. <laughs> <that's another. laughs> Good one. But either way, yeah, we're, so we're going to stick to the gimmick. I'll look for that card later because it's not going to go in. At least not immediately. So we can probably knock out Ramp first because there's also another gimmick that I actually told you about that I want to do with the deck. Okay. So there's some... Um, I feel like some <clears throat> very obvious... So Rampant Growth. We're actually building this on a tapped out while we do this. And I'll post the uh, link to the deck list in the description of the podcast. Uh, so rampant growth, uh, three visits. You mentioned that one. Mm-hmm. Far seek. Far seek. That's probably the best one for this. It's cause it gets, um, cause fixing is, uh, it's not cause I made the, uh, prismatic bridge deck, which is basically any creature I really wanted to run. I just threw it in a, in, EDH that EDH deck and just, uh, so fixing is a lot more important than that. So I'm like running all the signets and then also running parsing and stuff. Right. But because Cody also kind of fixes you and he's a colorless commander, uh, it's obviously still a concern because I actually kind of want to run like the ultimatums and stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty ambitious. Nature's lore. Yep, nature's lore. <clears throat> I don't know if you noticed, Costa, what I was doing while ever you were doing your. Uh, process oh i gotta do this uh 
is a it's just like doing a list of the cards and it's uh tilting me a little bit boom there we go uh oh sorry you mentioned far seek mm-hmm. so we're getting all our ramp in boom far seek added to the deck uh actually have a stack of those i actually picked up a nature's lore while you were talking through that guy get one of those and it's just good to have for any um so we're already, at a, we're already at a point where since your gimmick doesn't allow mana rocks um and creatures which usually can help the ramp uh, depending on the color that you're in obviously being in green or having access to green you could have um things like <coughs> excuse me dried at the Legion grove um you could have um Corsair Crufix just uh, for the top or Oracle Moldiah, but we don't, we're not going to have those. So I guess my question to you is, are you pretty dedicated on playing basic lands? That's actually a thing I wanted to point out. Cause I remember I actually had the discussion on every major Ur dragon deck and you're like, I don't actually have a basic in here. Mm-hmm. I'm an advocate uh, putting at least one basic of each color in all my decks. <laughs> okay. And here's another thing I thought about, cause it gives us access to another two mana ramp spell. Play snow basics mm-hmm. and then also the snow dueling. Because obviously, this isn't going to be some high powered EDH deck. So, I was like, also run the snow duels from Kaldheim. So, we can run into the north, which allows you to find any snow land and put on the battlefield tapped. Yep. Yep. Right. That, that puts us at five sources. Well, and that's easy then. Then you can easily add Kodama's Reach and cultivate them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Or then there's uh, another thing because another one of the gimmicks that uh, I just haven't said out loud yet is because there's another a card I, I really wanted to run which is reshape the earth <laughs> which huh. is the nine mana green sorcery from commander legends that allows you to find 10 land cards and put them on the battlefield tapped so what I want to do is run the guild gates <laughs> oh, and yeah, then that's put right. the end in the deck as well, a way that this deck can actually win it's not like the Golos deck I made where I just blinked Golos over and over and over and over again and eventually got all the gates and won that way. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not quite that point, but I think it's still a fun thing. So I'll go ahead and put Reshape the Earth in. You could also, also get... Oh, good. Now you can go ahead. Field the Dead, then. As a... That'd be better for this deck. I actually put that into my... Um... Prismatic bridge deck, that probably fits better here, especially if we're wor- less worried about <clears throat> fixing. Yeah, I also it's... only have one copy of World Tree, and <laughs> I put that in that other one. Um, so Field of the Dead. So what are what are we currently at with um, land card or with uh, ramp? <clears throat> so we have rampant growth, three visits, nature's lore, far seek into the north. Uh, another kind of so if we're running guild gates we could run circuitous root which is the four mana you can find two gates or basics put them on the battlefield tapped um i've actually cooled quite a bit on the four mana ramp spells but if we're trying to find gates circuitous root seems like it's going to be actually pretty good mm-hmm. then also tempt with discovery is a card that i actually kind of like it's like very expensive four mana like rampant growth that finds any land but finding multiple off it can also be pretty interesting so I like Temple Discovery. Um, I almost feel like it's just better to run Our Promise, though. Because Our Promise gets you any land, two lands. 
um, and it doesn't help your opponent. It does cost one more mana, but it looks like we're going to be pretty well stacked in the uh, ramp department that I'd almost ra rather have the hour promise here. Alrighty. I'm just going through and adding all the guild gates real quick. Are you what thinking are you, about... Uh, oh, good. <clears throat> nah, I, was, I was just trying to fill air. What were you going to say? <laughs> so, no, why are you thinking on it? So, if we have... Just sorry, just count it off for me again without or with our promise. What's our total ramp? So right now we have five two mana ramp spells in Farseek, Into the North, Nature's Lore, Rampant Growth, and three visits. Mm -hmm. uh, we can. Uh, were you uh, yay or nay on Circuitous Root? Yes. <clears throat> All right, so that that's a four mana spell. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm also a fan of uh, Search for Tomorrow okay. as a possible turn one play. But I don't know where you are on that. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Let me go ahead and add Rakdos Guildgate. Add is it Guildgate. So are there any other more like uh, two mana sources of ramp? Because that, none come to mind for me. I mean, so Growth Spiral or Explore are pseudo ramp that I would consider. But that's also why I'm trying to figure out what's your count right now on ramp. Um so I like Gross Pile. I actually had pulled that one. I don't know where it went. Okay. <clears throat> oh, the stack of cards right here. So I also had Gross Spiral. That's actually, I feel like that's just... And there's another question I wanted to ask. is like, how many lands? Because I'm almost of the opinion that we do like 40. <laughs> like maybe like 39. I, I was thinking this is probably like a 38 land deck currently as it sets. Um, <clears throat> we'll have to look... Once we get into the beef of it, we've only talked about ramp, so um, we're going to start talking about the big design that leans into your restriction here, what you're wanting to play, but <clears throat> I'm saying right now it's probably around a 38 land deck. <clears throat> Alright, so 38 lands. So how many ramp spells do you think? Do you go, do you, um, go with the policy of like 50 sources, which is like basically you, you combine your ramp and your uh, lands into one pile and say that that should be about half your deck mm, no i really don't have that kind of policy it just really depends on the on the uh commander itself um cody is also a source of ramp himself he nets you one mana mm -hmm, he does it's kind of like t prosper tonebound right like mm -hmm. if i follow that rule then unfortunately i'm gonna have way too many sources of ramp and not enough things to steal my opponent's stuff with and he's a source of ramp in a sense so <clears throat> it just depends on the deck so adding search for tomorrow and then adding circuitous route finally and then hour of uh revelation is the one you said uh, our, uh, our promise promise revelation is the whiteboard right <laughs> you know what change that one to urban evolution instead that's a card i was going to i think i had that in my pile the reason and for this why don't is we because... combine let's say why don't we combine urban evolution then also the one from um what's it called uh throne of eldraine the one that exiles and then gives you an extra land drop what do you think about that card? For Exiles and gives an extra land draw. I'm drawing a blank here. Oh, I'm trying. Wait, did I put it in the... <clears throat> it's a spell? Deck? Yes. 
What is it? Exile. It's three red and a green. It's all standard play. Uh, oh, you're talking about uh, yeah, you're talking about um, burning. Yeah, I can see it right now. It's um, oh geez, come on, Costa. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about now. I just saw it in the against my opponent in arena. Come on, I'm scrolling through. I'll find it. I swear, I'll find it. I thought I put it in here. Anyways, I know what it is. It's three red and a green. Exile the top five cards until the end of your next turn. You may cast those cards and you have an additional land drop this turn. Escape uh, the wilds. Escape the wilds. That's it. <laughs> uh, what do you think about... Because I feel like um, that one and Urban Evolution are kind of similar. Yeah, except that Urban Evolution draws you the three cards. Um, <clears throat> and depending on what spells you're playing... I'm I'm definitely on Urban Evolution. I'm not on Escape the Wilds, but it is fair to say that uh, Escape the Wilds might end up just beating out Urban Evolution. But because I don't know the beef of the cards, and I still don't know the the exact count of our ramp, um, I don't know what else to add yet. I want to kind of solidify here what we have on ramp currently total. All right, another. Actually, didn't add the hour of promise yet. Right now, you said sub. Uh, yeah, sub. Urban evolution in for that one. <laughs> all right, so we're up to far seek into the north. Nature's lore, rampant growth, three visits, all at two mana. Mm-hmm. Search for tomorrow that can be also uh, not cast on one mana, but uh, put in the on one turn one. Mm-hmm. We also have circuitous root and urban evolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, reshape the earth is technically a ramp spell, although it costs nine mana. I think that's yeah. We're not going to consider it's more of a win the game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's so, all of it right there? Oh, I didn't add Growth Spiral yet. Okay. So that's another two mana spell. What about Explore? Yeah, I'm fine with Explore here. All right. All right. <clears throat> so I think that's, if I've counted correctly, minusing the big one, uh, we're at 10 sources of ramp. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine, ten. So just another thing for the listeners. The other reason why I start with the ramp, even though um well, I actually I think it did say I go with the direction here, but since I'm kind of leaning into we have a direction, but I still don't know what his bombs are, but because I'm trying to figure out what he has I'm also kind of curating this to Micah's way of building because he also likes to build with what he has. And he's not as big on proxies as I am. Great. I don't know if he has all these uh, ramp cards, but I know I have a good amount of them. So. Outside of uh, Nature's Lore, which I did pick up hmm. during this podcast. Um, oh, Snow Covered isn't. I oh, forgot the hyphen. Um, I do own all the cards that we have mentioned at Perfect. this point. And also, so Cody also... offers another source of ramp and fixing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm kind of doing this too, just to see uh, what the deck can, you know, because if we don't know our sources of ramp here um, or how we're going to get there, then it does determine on the bombs that we have. So, with all that being said, we, the the highlight here is there is a high amount of green that we need, so we need to keep that in mind since. 
basically our ramp here is green sourced. Um, that also make that also means that our lands are going to be more skewed towards uh, having some type of green pip in them as well. So I think for now we're at a good start with the lands. So now Man let's get power. into the the meat of it. What spells are you wanting to cast? You already said the ultimatums, right? Was that a big one there? Um, I, for- own, I own a few of those, although. I, the more I think about it, the gimmick of the spells like Genesis Ultimatum just might be seven mana draw five cards because you put permanence you draw or in the top five onto the battlefield. Mm-hmm. So just might be seven mana Urban Evolution. Um, but then also like stuff like Ruinous Ultimatum because the other thing I always think about is like with Cody, it's like you cast this and then you're going to get another spell on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um. So like ruinous ultimatum, seems, cruel ultimatum seems fine. Inspired ultimatum seems fine. And uh, does it emerge? You can do instance and sorceries of emergent ultimatum, can't you? I don't know. You have to read it to me. What does it say? Search your library for up to three monocolored cards with different names. Yep. Uh, so another also gets me into another sort of seven drop is approach of the second sun as yep. another way for the deck to actually win. So I'm gonna go ahead and add that one. I think also this deck really needs to have Mystic's Mastery in there. Now that's a card that I do not own. But I do. So All right, so Mystic's Actually seems like it might just be the best card in the deck. <laughs> Quite possible. All right, so we added that one. So Approach of the Second Sun seems like a shoe in. I'm I'm not I'm not uh Ultimatums are fun cards, but I'm not very firm on all like, of them. At least. I was about to say they're okay. I think Cruel Tomatum probably has a place. Um, a card that we talked about the other day, and that's in my arena cube right now too, is the uh, one with the elephant on it. Um, something Magma Opus, right? Yeah, I've, I actually own one of those. Yep, that cool needs to go in there. It's not a. There's another card that I've. That's uh, a big boomy card. So we're just talking about like the huge mana cards at this point, I guess. Let me scroll through. What about what do you think about in Garrick's Wake? The yeah, nine I mean, mana wipe everyone else's board. Yeah, I think that's it. Does it does it just target creatures or is it permanence? Destroy all creatures you don't control and all planeswalkers you don't control. I think it's okay. I think that's I think put that one to the side because it is like triple black or double black. It's double black. Yeah, I'd still keep it on the side for now, but that that probably will make the cut. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming Psych Rift is not in your wheel of cards. That is either. not in my collection, no. It okay. Uh, there was another. Uh, let me scroll through and find it real fast. Uh, what do you think about like plane wide celebration from War of the Spark? Uh, yes. I might not. I mean, you can gain a bunch of life, but at worst, it's seven mana. Turn. Make um, that returns permanence. Oh, boo. Wow. Uh, but you can proliferate. You can also gain 16 life. Nah. Uh, I feel like Amiri's call is a good one. What about Izuri's Predation? Where you make a 4-4 for each uh, creature your opponents control. And then they fight. Yeah, that's pretty good. That seems like a really strong bomb. There's also stuff like uh, Army of the Damned. What do you think about make 13 2-2s? It is good. triple black. It is triple black. Uh, I like that one a little bit better though, because you're guaranteed to get something out of it versus Garrick's Wake. You're not like you're not guaranteed that your puns are playing creatures. Ooh, spelled magma wrong. Can I interest you in Dig Through Time? 
That could be a good one. I actually own one of those. What are you thinking for uh, Dig Through Time? Just finding more uh, things to do with your mana because you're going to get to a point where your yards or your yeah your yards going to be filled with a bunch of spells which will fuel the dig through time or you just have the mana for the dig through time and you won't want to use the spells. I think honestly, treasure cruise is also an auto include in there. Treasure cruise. All right, I'll pull both of those. Why is it not like the top? Oh, there it is. Like the top. So instead of instead of Garrick, why don't you run this one? Might be a little bit tougher, and you might have already said it, but ruinous ultimatum. That's a that's one thing I was thinking because they're basically the same thing. So one wipes all of them. I just thought you might have the concern about the pips. No, I think I think if I'm going to play something like that anyway, I think I'm going to want to play ruinous ultimatum, and there is a chance that. Um, you can cascade into it, which means uh, brainstorm. I think is also not include here as well. That actually made me think of something like going back to the lands, because we're a uh, cycling kind of thing. What do you think about running all the scry lands? <clears throat> um, it's a possibility, but I think for now, now even then, I think you're better off playing spells that manipulate the top mm -hmm. over doing that. To be honest, I think scry lands are a little too slow. Um, and yes, you're putting in the guild gates, but that's my point exactly. You're already putting in the guild gates, so now you don't really want to add um, more. Uh, you know, even though you've said that it's not going to be a powerful deck, mm -hmm. lands really affect that, which is something else that maybe a lot of you do or, or don't know. But um, you know, a lot of times when we're when we're trying to help Jason craft a deck because he's always trying to, you know dim down his deck a little bit without making it less fun and i tell him the first thing is like take out your super fast lands like minimize your fetch lands and stuff and um at first he didn't really understand why i was saying that and then he played a couple of games and he instantly realized like oh yeah this does power it down a lot and it's kind of funny because <clears throat> Um, I have heard other people say, oh, fetch lands aren't needed. And they're really not. They're not needed to make a, 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 a an EDH deck. But you will notice how quickly it can... Uh, it has so many different functions. Um, it shuffles your deck, fixes your colors. Um, it fuels your graveyard. Um, it finds lands that can come in tapped or untapped. Um, so that's, you know, speed with that as well. I mean, just they're so... Um, versatile that uh fetch lands really do make a huge um uh impact on the power level of your deck so i think adding the scry lands might make it a little too slow here all righty i'm also adding a few uh just like basic uh lands you want to add like uh i also for, i forgot to add gateway plaza which is like another gate mm -hmm. um <clears throat> path of ancestry is a card i just put in every multicolor edh deck now because even if I'm not castigating the scry effect of it, it's still it's just a tap land that taps for all colors of mana. Right. And then also like uh, Exotic Orchard. Which can come back to bite you in your playgroup, but for a lot of times it taps for multiple sources of mana for you. Right. All right. What do you think about Casualties of War? Remind me what that one does again. <clears throat> it is two black, black, green, green for a sorcery. It was in a War of the Spark. It says choose one or more, so you can choose all these. Destroy target artifact, destroy target creature, enchantment, land, planeswalker. 
<clears throat> yep, that's a great one. All right, it is in the deck. All right, so one thing we haven't really touched on is um, counter spells. All right, I have a, a five mana one. I want to see if you can guess it. Yeah, it's my favorite one. Uh, mixed treasures, right? Uh, no, but I, I actually own one of those. But it's another uh, five mana counter spell. Boo. <laughs> oh, there, there's another couple. There's pull swindle. Was it mana swindle? Or whatever. The card I was thinking of is Mystic <clears throat> Confluence. Yeah, that's a good one. Is another thing. One thing I'm worrying about about running counter spells is uh, hitting them off Cody's thing and then not just doing anything. You know, uh, yeah. that's also why I cut all X spells immediately because I had a pile of cards and there was a few X like cards like a sweep disguise because mm. I was like that might be actually pretty good, but then I was like I don't know if you hit it off Cody and plus it's two so it's could uh, very likely be hit, so that's why I cut that one. Right. Um, but there's also, uh, what do you think about running Gates of Blaze as a board wipe? Gates of Blaze, yeah. Um, that could be, that could be, I'll put it on the side for now, though, because, right. <clears throat> just because um, we'll have to look and see, because there's just so many cards you can put in that might be better. Um, now, Gates of Blaze can be ultra powerful, but um, it's a little different than Windows running in standard, where you're we're guaranteed to always do like 50 damage to everything. Oh, it was so good. Have a, a giant ram. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, and I don't want to get too heavy on the counter spells either, but I do think this deck does want to play some. All right. So, were you behind my uh, Mystic Confluence? Yeah, for sure. I'm adding Gates of Blaze to the maybe thing. All right, so I added uh, Gates of Blaze. I think Mystic was the only one I currently had in my pile. Uh, let me do another check real fast. Uh, oh, that's right. Sublime Epiphany. Yep. That's a counter spell that also makes creature tokens and does a lot of other stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. Adding that to the pile. Uh, I feel like this is a what deck where solve the equation is a shoe in. So basically, uh, finds it's so like basically demonic oh, yeah. in this deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think about mystical teachings? Which was that one again? It finds it. It's the four mana instant that finds a instant or card with flash. You can flash it back for five and a black. Cost four mana. Oh yeah, I love that card. Yeah, yeah. yep, that's great. All right, adding both of those to the deck. All right. Adding added both of those. Doing another run through. Um, I had pulled like Is It Charm, which is like a weird mana leak style counter. But I think running like other forms of the charms. Like, uh, where's the one that actually counters a thing? None of them actually, the ones I pull actually counter a thing. So I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> not big on the charms. Oh, I do think a card that you need in there. I was thinking about this. Um, I think frantic search is one of them. Uh, draw two, discard two, untap three lands. And then you'll find this one funny, but I think turn the earth or some kind of style of that card is really great to reshuffle in your spells and uh, instants and sorceries back into your. Uh, library. What was the first one you said? Uh, the first one I said was uh, dang it, I just drew a blank. Uh, right. frantic, frantic search. Frantic search. 
I would have already suggested this a long time ago, but I'll just go ahead and ask because maybe you got someone I didn't know about it, but I'm assuming you have none of the tutors, correct? Like mystical uh, tutor or lame not... tutor. Yes, I have I have access to those cards. Um, mystical tutor is currently in my Leo deck. Mm. Like one copy of that. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and put Salundi Vision in here also. Salundi Vision. It's the uh, MDFC that you go to the top six and you get an instant or sorcery. Yeah, right that's amazing. Hand. Yep. <clears throat> Ooh. What about Wheel of Misfortune? Uh, yeah. Or you can. Is that the is that the suspend one? No, it's the one where everyone picks a number. Whoever picks the lowest doesn't get to wheel. I was actually going to say I think you should play the suspend one, and also think you should play inevitable betrayal. Inevitable. Betrayal. Those are the two free spells, right? Yep, and profane tutor if you have it. So we talked about that already. Yeah, I can pull that from uh, Yogmoth. Profane. What about uh? Oh, where did it go? What about profane transfusion? Which remember that card? Nine mana sorcery from Commander Legends. Two target players exchange life totals. Then you make an XX horror artifact creature token where X is the difference. Uh yeah. I mean, that kind of the black saturating with the black is going to be a little bit more difficult. I feel like, but I mean, I think that's a pretty nice, big, beefy hit here. All right, have you have you put have you posted all the cards so far that we've talked about? Uh, profane tutor, inevitable trail, and what was wheel yeah. of fate? I think it's wheel of fate. Yeah. All right, I don't own inevitable trail or wheel of fate, so you have to let me know how much those are. I got those. All right, heard. So we have posted all the cards we talked about. So we're currently at fifty cards. However, uh. I wish they did a land oh land count for us. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Alright, I lost where we were. We have all ten guild gates, path of ancestry, five uh, one of each basic, so that's sixteen, plus gateway plaza, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty lands. So we have thirty spells, twenty lands so far. Um, so you probably want things like strike it rich um, maybe a like um, seething song um, even though those are red pips I think it's still just their accelerants and in that regard ooh metamorphose if you have that I do not own a metamorphose over there's one card that I see that I'm instantly adding, and it's going to be Spitting Image. Forgot what that card does. It is four, then two uh, Simic Hybrid for mm -hmm. a sorcery. You make a token that's a copy of target creature. Does not have to be you control. And it also has Retrace. Yeah, that's nice. Because like one of the questions you'd have with this deck is like board presence. So a lot of the good uh, instants and sorceries that make a token are. Uh, shoe-ins, I think. And we haven't added, we have like Magma Opus. I mean, it's an eight-man spell. That one's a six. 
so sad that we can't yeah. play Shark Typhoon. It's so sad. I'm sorry. <clears throat> if, it, if, it, if the deck just sucks, then we'll go back on that. But, um, all right. I think Eureka moment probably has a spot in there. Kind of going now that I'm starting to see how big, um, even though I don't really see it, see it, but I'm envisioning the big spells that we have. I feel like I'm going to start adding a little more ramp. So Eureka moment, I think, is a good card for yeah, Strict Saving. All right. I'll add that one. <clears throat> I wish I could minimize the side and maybe boards. Uh, so then you can see, like, all there's all these down here also. Wait, oh, whoops. I accidentally added two dick through time. My bad. So we were accidentally up one other card. What was that? That was me not realizing that you still have the stream up. <laughs> so I <laughs> muted it. <laughs> all right. So uh, another card I really like is uh, Mythos of Aluna, which is two blue, blue. Create a token that's a copy of target permanent. So that could also be a uh, ramp if we really need it. But also if uh, red and green response to cast it, that permanent. If it was a creature, it also fights a thing. What do you think about that card? Yeah, that's great. Mythos of Aluna added to the deck. Also, I need to... I'm going to go ahead and assume there's a 10 more lands because i'm actually gonna run the snow duels i mean think about this uh let's add in preordain and um seer visions and ponder <clears throat> i think those are auto includes i'm just like i don't want too many of the like one mana spells. I know. Are you using strictly for like um, manipulating for the top of your deck? Yeah, I think those are just what you need. Oh, I still want to pull. What's the one that was in Commander Legends? Uh, was that Preordain? Yeah. All right, I'll have that one. I think you should just add the other two in. I know you don't like drawing cards, but. <clears throat> Preordain added. Move it. Brainstorm. What about Bring the Light? Oh, now we're getting CDH, bro. Wait, doesn't that find a permanent? Or finds any uh, card? Finds any card. Per creature, instant, or sorcery card. Do you own one of those? I don't have one of those. Yeah, I have a Bring the Light. I could spell. Bring to light. Converge. Okie dokie. Those cards have been added. I think another... Uh, <clears throat> Relatively recent cards. Experimental Overload, which is the two blue-red return a instant sorcery back to your hand from your graveyard. Then you get to make an XX token where X is that spell's mana value. It was from M21. Yeah, I think that's a good one too. 
It's a really good one, actually. Another card, uh, Rite of Replication. Mm, don't remember. Two that. blue, blue for a sorcery with kick oh. five. Yeah, and you get to create a token. a copy of target creature of the spell's cage. You make five of those instead. Yeah, that's the one condition. What about spell twine? What does that do? Five and a blue sorcery. Exile target insert sorcery card from your graveyard and target insert sorcery card from an opponent's graveyard. Copy those cards. Cast the copies if able without paying their mana costs. Exile spell twine. I've never heard of that card before. 35 center. Is it one word? Uh, yeah. Spell twine. Oh, it's six mana. Well, we'll add to the maybe. I like it, though. That's sick. All right, so we're currently at 68 cards. What else went up? So, um, I was debating whether or not to run something like Devastating Mastery that destroys all non-land permanents. Because we don't have any artifacts, enchantments, planeswalkers, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I didn't yep. know where you stood on that. That's fine. I think now it also needs um, Volcanic Vision. Volcanic vision. Return target instant sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. It deals damage equal to that card's mana value to each creature your opponent's control. Oh, that's awesome. There's another one that came out in uh, Jumpstart, but I'm forgetting the name of it. So I'm going to see if I can. What do you think about Starnheim Unleashed? Uh, yeah, I think mean, that's a good one because you can think you're gonna. Yeah, I mean you should be getting a lot of mana, right? So, Starnheim Unleashed added to the deck. You know, I wonder if it was. Uh... Where were you on Is It Charm? Just too cute. Uh, I mean, I think it has a place. I don't think it's. I'll put it in the maybes for now. All right. What about like protection cards like Lazatet Plating and Rootborn Defenses? What's the root? I know the Rootborn's similar. Is that. It uh Rootborn Defenses is your creatures gain indestructible and then you populate. Uh and then uh less type plating is a mass one, and then all your perm- permanents you and all your permanents gain hexproof until end of turn. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, here's another one that's just like volcanic vision, and I believe this was a call on cast, and this one was definitely not a gainer. Um that's okay because it's. I think it will be at some point. Uh, hmm. 
Nope. Oh, I don't see it on here, but uh, Immolating Gyre. Immolating Gyre? Never heard of it. Immolating Gyre deals X damage to each creature and planeswalker you don't control, where X is the number of instant sorcery cards in your graveyard. You cast for six mana. Right, that's awesome. From oh, that's the one you were talking about from Jumpstart. Mm-hmm. What about <clears throat> Perplexing Test, which is the f- five mana instant from uh, the Commander deck? It says uh, either bounce all creature tokens to their owner's hands or all non-token creatures. Because mm. most of our pretty much all our creatures is going to be tokens. Right, right. I don't like that one as much now that we have like two big um, board wipes, essentially, um, with Immolating Gyre and Volcanic Vision. Not as big on that one. What about Sky Shroud Claim? How do you feel about that one? I mean, thing, I, I'm not huge on that kind of four mana thing. I feel like okay. with like Circuitous Root, because like, it can find gates. Um, is more my jam for that. Maybe you need to take a look at mana. our promise again, because I, I think we're at the point where I'm looking at this and you're just going to want that ramp. Um, you're going to want that ramp and going to keep wanting to draw cards. Um Again, I know that's not really your cup of tea, but I feel like <clears throat> this deck wants to keep turning. Like, it always wants something to do. Um, what are you thinking about uh, Lore Hold Command? Yep, it's, that's going. It's another way of, like, protecting the board. And also, you can, like, sack stuff, draw cards, and make tokens if you really need to. Ooh, this is a card that should go in there. Practical Research. Three blue and a red for an instant. Draw four, then discard two cards unless you discard an instant or sorcery card for five mana. All right, I own one of those. It's a Strixie. <clears throat> it has been added. Um, I don't know. We're kind of getting to the point now where I think it's just a lot of preference here. Um, what do you think about Death Sprout? Destroys a creature you have to find the basic? Yeah, that's fine. Actually, at four mana, even though it ramps, um, I think it's kind of low impact. Like, And it's kind of weird for me to say because I'm like, oh but we have like a four mana search for two lands, but I feel like that's just like a higher impact for what you want to do. If that makes sense. Like killing one creature, you don't care about killing a ton. You care about. All right. And what do you think about card? Like uh, there's like, see the truth from M 21, because if we might, if we hit it off the top of our deck, we get to draw three with it. There's one um, a blue for sorcery. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of those into your hand. The rest on the bottom. However, this cast spell is cast anywhere other than your hand. You put each of those cards into your hand instead. 
Yeah, let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's good. I like that. See the truth, Adam. <clears throat> yeah, Mystic's Mastery is just going to be amazing in here. <laughs> Honestly. All right. All right. And what about like a copy spell, like an increasing vengeance? Yeah, that's a good one because that's flashback. Ooh, speaking of, you're probably going to want the... What's the uh, MDFZ from uh, the Mythic one? Blue from Zendikar? Oh, uh... oh, why am I blinking? Oh my gosh. Seagate Restoration? Yeah, you like 100% want that one. It has been added. Wait, has it? It's not showing me anything. It's probably like C dash gate, maybe, or. Oh, yeah, there's two different words. <clears throat> Boom. <clears throat> I, I need to look up a list of the. the Actually, no, I think I have a pile of them right here. The Is it worth running? I know you weren't a fan of the ta the temples. What about Zalfir and Void? Or just no colorless like that? No, I'd rather run a temple if you're going to do that. Heard that. I mean, now that you're going to have the snow land, tap the snow duels and the gates, I feel like at this point, one doesn't need to be played with as much. Hmm? I said, now that you're going to have the snow duels and the gates, I feel like the lands, like you're kind of set with like the rest of them being basics since you have a lot of ways to tutor basics. <clears throat> Heard that? Did it not add this card? Oh yeah, it did. Your land count. Sorry, did your land count? Did you already have an established thirty-eight lands, or you hadn't added all the lands in yet? I haven't added all the lands yet. I'm just trying. I'm trying to add these, and then I want to get a firm um, count on those. Okay, because I was like, we're probably pretty close here. <laughs> I was like, man, that's, for all the cards we've added, what's the name of the green white? Um, snow duel. It's a good question. I'll do you solid here. Uh, that's actually the one I couldn't find last night in preparation for this. So, use a little scry fall here. Um, set. Of course, now I'm forgetting the name of the sets. Um, Call time. <clears throat> Arctic tree lion. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Oh, I spelled Arctic. <laughs> Sulfurous mire. This is reminding me of how much I really like the 
where they did the borders on the. Yeah, that's nope. a good. It was a really good job. <coughs> Glacial floodplain. Oh, do we add glacial chasm? Ice tunnel. Volatile fjord. Two, four, six, eight, nine. What should we miss them? Um, I added a alpine meadow earlier oh okay so now we're done all right so actually one thing i can do oh does it say uh oh yeah we're at 30 lands right now okay so go back to your basics so double up the basics uh so double up the basics then add just an additional three forests because we want the extra greens So we're at 38. I'm glad I noticed this feature that I complained about not being there earlier. <laughs> All right. And then we also have, so that's 38 lands. We also have Seagate Restoration and Marius Call. Uh, Vision. Which will be your, if you wanted to get higher on the land count. That's why I, I liked 38. I mean, I didn't think about it at the time, but definitely this makes sense. So what's our total now with lands and everything? That's 41, including MDFCs. Okay. No, but I'm sorry. I mean, uh, what's the total deck? Oh, right total now? cards? Yeah. 86. <clears throat> what maybes do we have right now? Uh, Gates Ablaze, uh, Wheel of Misfortune. I also put like the Emulating Gyre, Spell Twine. Because I don't think, you, I don't think, it, do you, you don't own any of these three, right? Uh, I own Emulating Gyre. Um, I can get spell twine. I would just, since those are really cheap, I would just add those in there. Those are easy gets. Right. And I, oh, and the volcanic vision as well. Oh, uh, why is uh, Duke through time in there? Oh, because I accidentally added two of them. There's one, ah. there's one still there. And then go ahead and add it. Is oh, it there's two. Apparently, I added increasing vengeance twice. Okay. So, this is 88. I feel like we'd be really want to hit. Oh, I kind of like. It's just a yeah, funny card. They put, they put in gates blaze. I'm I'm not opposed to it. All right. <clears throat> We're gonna open the gates. One mana, find a basic or a gate. Yep, that's good. Puts in your hand, but. Get this nice common from ravnica allegiance did you put brainstorm in there uh i believe i did brainstorm ponder preordain 
Serum Visions. Oh, I did not add that one. Oh, yeah, duh. We need to add Beast Within and um, the Gift one. Generous Gift? Yeah. What about Swords? Uh, I'm not as big on Swords of Pause Share. I'm not big on the spot removal in this deck. That's why I like the boards better. Mm -hmm. Actually, you probably just want one clean board wipe in here as well. Even though we have the other ones, the damage ones, um, I would consider... What about Devastating Mastery? Devastating Mastery. It's two white, 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 white. But you can also pay two white, white. Uh, but it's uh, destroy all non-land permanents. Well, since you have no uh, permanents in the lands and Cody, then yeah, I think that's a great one. I'm going to look through my pile of spells that make tokens again. Uh, see if there's any you might say yes to. Fate, fated Intervention. Instant Speed make two three threes. If it's your nah. turn, you also get to scry two. They're also nah. enchantment creatures. Um, oh, there's, uh, there's Thrash and Threat. That's either four mana make a four four with Trample or two mana... Uh, uh, yeah, it says target creature you control fights something. Mm, so it's okay. a split card. There's Serpentine Curve, which is four mana, make a fractal, and you put X counters on it where X is number instant sorceries in your graveyard. If you're gonna do that, plus then one, plus one. I think I think if you're gonna do that one, I'm actually thinking of Seize the Storm because oh, you make yeah. two of them and they have Trample. Wow, do they just power creep in the same? Like back to back sets, kind of. I mean, if Season Storm was in Strixhaven, it would have just been busted. It is one more mana. Yeah, but you get to make two of them. Ooh. Mm -hmm. uh, cascading into that would be really nice. Yeah. There's also like Warrant and Warden, so it's like put target attacking or blocking creature on top of its owner's library, or make Ooh. a. What about or the other ones? Uh, make a Sarah Angel. That was not bad, but what about passing flames? That card's pretty good. Man, that'd be a rough hit off a of Cody flip, though. Yeah, possibly. I mean, kind of. Well, no, because you can't just... I guess you would just cast it and let it go to your graveyard and you'd have the flashback. Right. <clears throat> Lingering Souls. People like that card, don't they? I actually like Lingering Souls. I'm not sure if it fits in here, but I'm not opposed to trying it out. Where's my other... They also pulled things like Siphon Flesh, which is four and a black. Each other player sacrifices a creature, then you make a 2-2 zombie for each creature sacrifice this way. Hmm, That's pretty neat. From under the floorboards, it's three black black. Uh, make three 2-2s. Two the mana I don't think will matter. I don't know. Have we added a way of actually discarding a card? Yeah, we have a lot of ways. Not a lot, but I know I told you the... the, the hand size? 
Do what? Did it scar the hand size? No, what was the one that I told you? The red blue one. Um, it's five mana right there. Practical research. Oh, yeah. It's not a lot of ways, but it's like probably the only one. <laughs> I also pulled a replication technique, which is four and a blue for a sorcery. Make a token that's a copy of target permanent you control. Also, it's demonstrate where you get to make two, but then an opponent gets to cast a copy of it. Nah, because you have to have a token on the field. Leyline invocation. <laughs> Five and a green. Make a fractal with the X counters equal to the number of lands you have. <laughs> nah. Giant vanilla creature. There's also like uh, the bad, the common version of Magma Opus, Elemental Masterpiece. It makes two four fours. So you can also discard to make a treasure. What's that one? The 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 Simic one from that was a mythic that like makes it equal to your library size. Oh, I, I forgot. Solve the equ- no, not solve the equation. Solve the equation is the tutor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you don't know about that. I'm looking it up. Oh, while you're thinking on that, uh, do you have Windfall in the deck? I do not own a copy of Windfall. Strixhaven. Took me for way too long to find it. Body of Research. Green, Mm -hmm. green, green, blue, blue, blue. Make a... That's pretty funny. Yeah. Flipping into that. What's double major Dugan? Where was that? Just below it. Green and blue copy target creature spell you control. Ah, boo. Okay. So probably not good in this deck. <laughs> I'm a copy Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad you don't own an ink shield because that would be pretty nice here. Yeah, that would be very good. Rise from the Tides is pretty good. Uh, five in a blue, create a tap 2-2 two, two, uh, zombie for each instant a sorcery card in your graveyard. What is it called? Rise from the Tides. Is that from an Innistrad set? It's from a Mastery set, but it probably is from an Innistrad set. Well, yeah, the flavor text is from Gisa. Yeah. That's probably just better... Uh... What's it called? Uh, <clears throat> Army of the Damned. Ooh, do you have the? Um, you probably do have it in there. The regrowth uh, on a land from Zenkar. Regrowth on. Oh, uh, Balagad recovery. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How many ways of recurring? Because the only thing I would let us get back a land, but we have no way of fetching. Land, but no way of fetching. That's what I'm trying to think. Like, we have multiple ways of getting instants and sorceries back. I think we do. Uh, there's a four mana experimental overload. Was I wrong? There was a split card that I ended up not actually mentioning to you because I didn't think it was worth it. Wait, is that the only way? Oh, that's the only way. Never mind. <laughs> So that puts us at 98. All right. This last card goes to you, sir. You get to find. Well, no, wait, because this is also counting Cody. Okay. So the last two cards go to you. 
this is so. I also pulled a, a card, a Beacon of Unrest, just because it's a reanimate spell. You reanimate your opponent's creatures, but that's probably too cute. Okay. Uh, quasi duplicate. I was very. Ooh, what about Second Harvest? Which make a token for each other token you control. Make a copy yeah, of that. But I just don't think you're making tokens that often with this deck. Mm-hmm. Oh, these are all lands that I'm looking at here. Uh, wait, I just thought of something. If we're not gonna, if we're, I, I need to change some of these basics for uh, uh, normal ones because we're playing uh, Field of the Dead. So we have both <laughs> snow and. I also forgot another card we should probably Manamo. I'll tell you, Manamo. <clears throat> School at Water's Edge. Uh, cut an island, or you cut one of the five forests. Yeah, just cut five forests, like make them three basics, or whatever. Actually, yeah, why don't you just do? Why don't you just do one of each? So yeah. you have one forest, regular forest, one mountain. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna add a normal basic for each one of these. Ooh, I have a card for you. Um, except I'm kind of forgetting the full name of it right now, but it's it's like a nine mana spell. It's red. You like Warp World. No, it's um Apex of Power, I think. Was that where you like you like add ten mana and then you get to exile ten cards? Yeah, something like that. I like how it's defaulting to the Kamigawa basics here. It's beautiful. It's a sign that you're going to pull them. I hope so. I mean, I got to have something to show for being the judge. judge. That's going to be one thing I'm going to tell my contestants. If they want to bribe me and give me some of these Kamigawa basics. (laughs) They are freaking gorgeous, though. Oh, it's your favorite one with the dragon. Yep. That's going to go in the dragon deck just because. Then you'll have a. Haha, I got your path to exile right here. So now we are back to 98. Yeah, Manamo's good because uh, you're still mana neutral on Cody. However, then you'll get two Cody triggers when you cast Uh your next sorcery. So basically, it allows you that basically uh, copying the trigger. It's like a. What's it called? Strionic resonator in your trigger. That's activated ability. That's not a trigger. Well, that so is a trigger ability. So yeah, it's like a strionic resonator on a land. So we're at ninety nine cards with Cody. We're at ninety eight with Cody. Oh, did you put an apex Wait, of power? I did not. Ooh, I got the last card for you. <clears throat> What's that? Gaia's Blessing. What does that do? In fact, I'd probably just say cut out the <sighs> um, the other one I told you to add in. The um, Turn to Earth. Oh, Turn I didn't actually Earth. add that one. Oh, good. So Gaia's Blessing makes it. From Dominaria. Target player shovels up to three target cards from the graveyard into their library. Draw a card. And it's put into your graveyard from your library, shuffle your graveyard into your library. Interesting. 
mill protection. Oh, I can't mill me. Yeah. All right, so that's 100 cards. I'm now going to read the entire deck list. Thank God. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. It seems pretty cool. Um, really want to put it together and give it a test run. Yeah, actually, I'm actually pretty excited about this one. This one does look pretty sweet, actually. I, I, I love having a gimmick and just sticking to it because it's like the deck building restriction makes me feel like, all right, we have to be more creative. But it's like, I mean, we have our mana. We have our sources of ramp, even though we don't have access to like mana rocks. Uh, I feel like the deck might be decently strong, but also actually kind of fair. And right. It can be a deck that you can almost, you can play against a very wide berth of decks. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for you to put it together. Make sure you send me the list of the cards that I need to provide for you. All right, uh, I'm going to screenshot the entire deck list and send it to you. <laughs> well, uh, is that it for the uh, how we build a Cody deck? We have now built a Cody. No permanent spells. Nothing but lands and instants and sorceries. Uh, the, the little widget thing here. Oh, I like the little creature widget because we have Cody as our commander. Yeah. <laughs> um, so actually, I like this because it. We actually didn't. I, when you do the live edit, as opposed to just like the typing them in and adding it, where it's just a list of cards, um, it doesn't choose the actual version. Uh, I think it chooses the latest version is the way it defaults to. Yeah, I think so. So with the latest version of all these cards, you can actually get the deck we just made for uh, between one thirty three and one thirty five on TCG Player Market Price. Oh, that's actually really good. And then uh, Card Kingdom 169 and 163 or 37.14 ticks on MitGo if you're doing that. Uh, this is real quick. This is real quick. Let's draw a hand. Let's see how it looks. We got Farseek, Wheel of Fate, Path of Ancestry, Island, Boros, Gilgate, Forest. Is it Gilgate? Snapkeep. And our top card's a Swamp. We're going to... Wait. Yeah, it's like we can... What would you do? Like Guildgate or Path of Ancestry, Forest, cast Farseek? Oh, yeah, I would, yeah, I would definitely Path. All right. All right. That was fun. I enjoyed that. It was like the first time we've actually like straight up built a deck together. It's awesome. 44 yeah. sorceries. Only wow. 44 sorceries, the 17 instance. I mean, the sorceries generally are more powerful mm -hmm. um, as far as like what they can do, but instance obviously are better. So we have a bunch of flip lands. This deck's going to be gas. Then you get the, Oh, that's, I wonder if this is counting the this maybe board right here. Anyway, all right that was fun i enjoyed that a lot uh costa do you have any quick picks for the people i do I got a couple today so <clears throat> after last week's discussion um made me kind of rethink on a little bit on how i'm doing my picks still gonna have kind of the same spirit of it sometimes i'll give you picks that are going to be quick sells sometimes gonna give you cards that are going to be long holds that you might want for your collection uh today I got two cards for you that are long holds for your collection. The first one is Necrodiality, the EA version foil. Um, this card is currently sitting at $27. Uh, the regular EA is at 20 and the regular copy is at 20. So for seven more dollars, you get a very premium, nice, shiny version of this card. Um, it just, <clears throat> I think there's an argument to be made that this card might be too degenerate for commander which is funny to say and all i mean is like <clears throat> it's not going to really produce that fun of a commander experience unless you're someone like micah who kind of limits themselves but uh 
nonetheless, it's a card that you probably just want to have for your zombie deck regardless. Um, I'm calling it at $27 now to go to 50 in a year. Um, Micah, I don't think you mentioned to the listeners about what today's episode is, but... Uh, the season finale? The season finale, did you? Yeah, I did it in the intro. Oops. The season finale, episode 52. The well, you did. So good. So I'm going to bring this up again. Uh, <clears throat> because it's a season finale, and I'm calling this a year, we'll know in a year um, how I did with this card. So uh, it's kind of nice. Uh, the next card is also going to be a year-long pick. It's also a card that I think you should have for your collection. Um, and it's Jessica's Will, the Commander Legends EA foil. So <clears throat> another uh, EA foil. This is a pricier one. This is at $56. I think it'll actually get to 100 in a year. Um, there's only 14 listings left. It is an Ultra Commander staple. Uh, and I'm not worried about a Secret Lair reprint. Even though it could get reprinted, this version of it is not going to get reprinted. I do have a little asterisk by it, though. The foiling on this is bad. The Commander Legends uh, foils were just terrible, unfortunately. So, um, But for some people, that doesn't matter. Um, and especially if you're trying to collect it uh, and you like foils, then you might not care. Um, but I think this card, um, will definitely get to hundred with only like 14 listings left, um, for all the reasons I stated. Um, so yeah, if you want it, I would say take a look now, um, you know, start getting ready to maybe make that purchase, save up for it, whatever. But those are my two quick picks for this week. Um, as always, we want you to support your local game stores. And if you're in the area, um, you know, visit us at Juniors Comics. I won't be there this week because, as Micah said, I will be in Oregon. And as Micah's flashing me a couple cards that he might want for his deck, I think the – I can barely see it in one of them, but is that the Holomar Depths or whatever? Yeah, Holomar Depths where you get to reorder the top three cards <clears> in your deck and then Reliquary Tower. Yeah, Almar Devs probably makes that. I'm not big on a roller quarry tower as much. Um, Cutting force. So since you have a restoration, so you could just do it that way. Um, but anyways, so yeah, um, I won't be there this week because I'll be traveling to Oregon to bring my car back down, um, or another car back down. But uh, yeah, maybe Michael will be there. Um, otherwise, you can go check out Force World Gaming, as you should have know. Um, <laughs> they would love to see you out there. They've been doing draft both on Friday and Saturday is what I've been seeing. Um, and then also, of course, Alpha Strike Gaming, if you need to order cards or also just want to go check them out for their FNM. Uh, they actually haven't done as many drafts. They're, they're definitely doing more modern on Friday night. So if you're a big modern player, go check them out. But anyways, that's it. Micah, take us home. Yes, that will do it for this. The 52nd episode of the MTG Untapped podcast. The season finale of our show. It's been a heck of a year, Costa. I've had a great time doing it. What did you think about what we talked about today? How do you build your EDH decks? Send us a very detailed email to untappedmailbag at gmail.com detailing your process for constructing an Elder Dragon Highlander Commander deck. Or if you can shrink that down to a 100, was it 140 character uh, description, then send it on Twitter at MTG Untapped Pod or on Facebook MTG Untapped Podcast. And also if you have any other ideas for stuff you would like us to talk about, shoot us an email at untappedmailbag at gmail.com. And if you please stop whatever you're doing and like the pod well, you don't like the podcast but rate the podcast five stars please and uh leave a comment review us please it'd be very much appreciated and also if you would stop what you're doing and go follow me on twitch at twitch.tv slash the micah 21 where i play kosa's favorite style of games japanese rpgs 
Um, what else? Oh yeah, and then there's like the my YouTube page. Also follow Untapped Studios because if we can ever figure out how, we're gonna get some content up there. But yeah, that'll do it for uh, this episode of MTG Untapped. It's been a heck of a year, guy. We appreciate everyone who listens. Uh, here's to many more. But all right. I don't know what I'm going to say for this little last sense of the outro bit, but I have been the Micah signing off for Costa. We'll talk to y'all later. See you.